Let's pray. Be with us, Lord, we pray that we might find truth in your word, hope in your promises, and joy in your salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you have access to a smartphone, TV, radio, or a newspaper, it's hard to believe that you would be unaware of the boys rescued from the flooded underground caves in Thailand. It was a story that captivated the imagination, seemingly, of the whole world. And the reason it was so interesting and so intense was because we could all relate to it. These boys and their coach had made a bad decision to go into the cave when they did. And when threatened by rising floodwaters, well, they simply went in deeper. By the time they realised their predicament, it was too late. They were trapped. There was no way out. They were in the cave with almost no food and no light. And all they could do was wait and hope and pray. And they did. As onlookers, we felt enormous compassion for these boys and their coach. And it's not because we know them personally. We, we don't. It's because their predicament is like a microcosm of our own lives. You see, like them, we've all made some pretty ordinary decisions. Like them, we've pushed on when we should have turned back. Like them, we've found ourselves in situations that seem hopeless, no way back, no way out. We can only hope and pray for a miracle, for a saviour. And as we know, that's not exactly what happened for them, but close. A saviour didn't come, but salvation did. And it came in the concerted efforts of many. Some who came to save the boys were courageous and strong and skilled. Some had technical knowledge and expertise. Some had specialist equipment and resources. Some made cups of tea and sandwiches to keep everyone going. And some, like us, well, we simply watched and we listened and we hoped and we prayed. And when the boys and their coach emerged from the cave, well, the relief and the joy was palpable. Their rescuers, their families, and indeed all who followed the story from beginning to end, they were jubilant. And when we read the story of the widow's son in Nain, we get that same sense of jubilation. When the unlikely, indeed the seemingly impossible rescue, well, it actually happens. No doubt the mother was overwhelmed with joy and wonder. But so too were the crowd who witnessed what happened. Luke tells us that they were all filled with awe and they praised God. Who is this man who brings the dead back to life? Seems an obvious question. For this is not the concerted efforts of many to rescue the living from likely death. This is the work of one man who with the touch of his hand and the word of his mouth restores life to the dead and returns the young man to his mother. Salvation in this instance, well, it has come from a saviour. And like the boys in the cave, 
Salvation could only come from the outside. The boys couldn't rescue themselves any more than the dead could bring themselves back to life. Now our hope, and indeed our expectation, is that the young man, Jimmy Jones apparently, whom Jesus raised, he lived for many more years and looked after his mum when no one else would. He, after all, was an only son and she was a widow. Likewise, our hope and expectation is that the young boys rescued from the cave will also live productive and joyful lives for many more years to come as well. But for all our hope in life and our joy in rescue, we know that death will come upon all of them and all of us eventually. And no amount of technology or courage or strength or medical expertise or even cups of tea and sandwiches will prevent that happening. And though we don't like to dwell on death, it's not because we don't care. We really do care. We, we care a lot. For we rejoice when death is evaded and delayed and we grieve when death snatches from us those that we love. For death's an enemy, and we rightly rage against it. Because death is not merely the natural outcome of our biology. If that's all there was to it, then we would accept it gladly and willingly. But we don't. For death's more than that. Death is the loss of someone really, really precious. The loss of someone created in the image of God. And ultimately, death is the consequence of our rebellion against God, our alienation from God. And death comes to every one of us because sin has disconnected us from the very source of our life and hope. And in turning away from God, we turn away from everything that gives ultimate meaning and purpose to our lives. And none of us, not one of us, are immune from that. And like the boys trapped in the cave with no way out, we too, well, we're trapped in our sins. We keep getting it wrong. We keep repeating the same sins over and over. We keep looking for new idols that promise so much and deliver so little. In short but we keep running deeper and deeper into our own caves. And like the boys in the cave, we too need to be rescued. We need a saviour. A saviour who can deal with our sin once for all. A saviour who can bring us back from death to life. And that's who Jesus is. In answer to the question, who is this man? Well, he's Jesus the Saviour. He's the Saviour who's conquered sin by living a life without sin. He's the Saviour who's offered himself as a perfect sacrifice in your stead and mine. He's the Saviour who's conquered death by rising from the dead. And what Jesus offers to us is the forgiveness of sin the death of death itself, 
the promise of resurrection and the sure and certain hope of eternal life. All of that is guaranteed in him. And he offers that to us as a gift. A gift that can only be ours by trusting him. A gift that can only be ours by putting our hope and our faith in him. And just as the boys in the cave were saved because they put their trust in those who came to rescue them, so too does Jesus save those who put their trust in him. And just as Jesus raised the dead son to life and gave him back to his mother, so too will he raise all who put their trust in him and return us to our Father in heaven. And every time a life is given over to Jesus in faith and saved from an eternal judgment that separates us entirely from God's goodness and grace. Every time that happens, the the angels in heaven rejoice. And that's a celebration that surpasses the collective joy of seeing young boys rescued from a cave. That's a wonder of delight that surpasses a mother's joy in seeing her son restored back to life. For the joy of God's salvation is eternal. Because the life that he wins for us in Christ Jesus is an eternal life. Who is this man? Well, he's the saviour. He's God in our midst who has come to save his people. He's the mighty, 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 mighty king. Let us pray. We thank you, our Father, that your Son, Jesus the Saviour, has come to rescue us from the power of sin and the fear of death. Thank you that he freely offers to us the gift of salvation and the promise of eternal life. Help us, Lord, to trust him as our only hope in life and death and to love him as he has first loved us. Amen.